Yeah, yeah. They just get better and better, Ooh, man. Love this appreciation month. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, dude, stuff. that that might be my favorite song of all time. Yeah, I think that's one of my uh, top for them. It's favorite song of all time. I don't know. I have to reserve that award. <laughs> that was good yeah. though. That I love that jam. Absolutely. It was a funny little interlude there. Uh, I have a neighbor. It's a younger fella. Uh, gets, in, uh, gets in some dust-ups with the law from time to time. And uh, today we rolled up, uh, and uh, he, they, the cops were like interviewing him in, on, you know, in his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not the first time. I'll be honest. When we first moved here, the kid was probably obviously selling some drugs of some sort. You'd see the cars parking in front of the house. You know, then he'd walk out yeah, for, for five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, <clears throat> and so that eventually no, okay. stopped. For those of you that don't know, I live with my grandma. I hear the old ladies talk. They know the minute you start selling drugs on their block. Yes, they everybody know. knows. Even know. even your thirty five year old neighbor knows, man. Everybody knows. We could smell it. We could see it. Shit. My biggest complaint is you didn't offer me any. What's going on not here? Even a, not even a discount? I believe the saying goes, uh, cut me in, sir, or cut it out. All right? <laughs> you bring enough for the whole class. Okay? <laughs> That's right. You know, I get a little pinch of whatever you're selling to whoever's <laughs> waiting in front of my house. I don't call the cops. I'm on your side, buddy. <laughs> you give some to all or you give it to none. Okay? <laughs> That's right. We That's all how party. we work on this block. <laughs> we all party or no one parties. All right, my friend? <laughs> Plus, pay me to be a lookout, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. I can give you a little heads up here. I'm your neighbor. I can help you out here, bro. Uh, I can't do that pigeon noise, though. (laughs) 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 I can't do it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, um, you know, reserved for certain groups of people, unfortunately. (laughs) No, I've seen all races, dude. You have to to grow up in a certain... Because, like, the white trailer park... You know, the trailer trash could do it, too. Yeah, you make the pigeon noise. It's uh, fake enough so your compadre knows he has to run. Yeah. That's what the cops call it. (laughs) That's right. Stool pigeon. Stool pigeon. Never heard of that? (laughs) No, I'm familiar. I I was thinking back on some old Dave Chappelle skits and what have you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's so good. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, what happened? young fella, yeah. I think he grew, uh, finished high school and then is in his college years now. So I haven't seen him as much, but he's back around. And uh, sure enough, the cops were here, and we're doing the show. We go to the interlude, you know, the break, and I like to help myself to a little bowl action during the break. Well, I'm standing up, you know, stretching my legs, listening to that excellent jam you put on there, and I'm ripping my pipe in clear view of the window, and then I just see the cop chilling in his car, and then he just, you know, looking right at me, I'm looking at him, and then he just drove off, and I thought, ah, we're in a way better place nowadays, honestly. (laughs) We're in a better societal place. Somewhat, where I could stand in my window and openly smoke a fat bowl of marijuana in front of a cop, and he's just he's cruising on with his day. Yeah, nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares about weed, uh, that's for sure. But it, coming from where we grew up and the time we grew up, it 
it is still shocking to, you know, smoke weed openly. And you know what I mean? Like the idea of growing weed and going to the store to like buy clones to grow weed. Like there is still an element of like surrealness to it. It is unbelievable. Yeah. And like that, maybe even for an older cop, that it might also be surreal. Like, man, 10 years ago, I could have kicked down that hippie's door and shot him in the face, you know? Dude, yeah, we had, we had this guy who just got to the school, man, and he, somebody made a joke about PCP. Oh, yeah. Because I said DCP. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was similar. And the, the guy got like so upset. He's like, man, he's like, we don't, you know, I don't even joke joke about drugs. And then he <laughs> said, so, he said, so, dude, I'm not joking. He said something I haven't heard in a long time. He's like, I'm, I'm a very straight edge. Oh, straight edge. I yeah. Like, man. I was like, dude, I haven't heard straight edge in a long time. That's pure '90s lingo, there, my man. It is right. Like, yo, I'm no straight edge, but just I'm not into it. You know, <laughs> that's right. No, this guy was like, no, I'm straight edge. We don't do that here. All right. Yeah, I like that. I think there's a lot of power to straight edge. Yeah, it's, like it sounds tough, right? Well, it sounds like you're in control. You you didn't go so- to sober. Sounds like you're a pussy. Oh, well, you can't handle it. Sober. I, I've been sober three years. Sounds like you went to some class and did the club and did, you know the whole thing, the twelve steps. But you know, I'm straight edge. Oh man, you got fucked up one time and then stopped. That's what that means, no. you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like you, you experienced it and then you're like, no more. Oh, you have willpower. Yes. Uh, yeah. Self control. Self control. That's what I think crazy. that is, man. That's right. It's crazy. I clearly have no self control. I love to habitually smoke my marijuana at all times of the day. Oh, same here. Uh, and I drink daily. Yeah, I try to lay off the booze from time to time. Uh, you know, yeah, but so do I. It's hard, but yeah, you know. have a couple. I think it's good to have a couple a day. I could always roll without the beer or anything. You know, the <laughs> weed, man. It is my vice. There is no doubt about it. Like, I was born to smoke some weed. I fucking love it. I've loved it since the day I tasted that sweet, sweet Chiba, man. Like, it's just <laughs> literally, it's like, I got to start my day with it. I got to hit it for some lunch. And then once I'm done with work, I'm hitting that pipe again, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is it about it? And it I, makes everything better, dude. You're like, fuck, hour of traffic. But I even like grab the bowl. Here's what I'm a fucking true connoisseur. I really believe this because I even love buying smaller amounts of weed to go back to buy a different strain so I can try a different high and a different flavor. Like I love experiencing all the different weeds there are. And we live in a utopian weed universe right now where there are just infinite amounts of strains and strain combinations. And like if you find the right place, you could just you know, forever experiment with awesome different highs and weeds and flavors, and that's fucking great, man. I love that. When I was buying yeah. brick shit weed and separating the stems and seeds 20 years ago, 15 years ago, like, that that was garbage. Yeah, but really, remember, like, that, like, in between then and now, <clears throat> there's that period where, like, you would get the good stuff, but those strains would disappear. Yeah, and then you were stuck with the bad stuff. But you were, we were also paying too much for it. Well, maybe you know, you're in Chicago, so I can't really speak for you there. Oh, uh, dude, we're paying even more now. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, did the price go up? Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying, dude. Well, the, the price is so much more than the street that 
I don't know, man. People can't be going there. No, you got to go off the street. I mean, a lot of people do the street here. A lot of the, you know, the places that are manufacturing, man, they're street selling. That's where they're making their money and staying alive. Yeah, dude, if I go to a guy in the street, I'm, I'm paying less than your price, and there's no 40% tax. Oh, yeah, the no tax. <laughs> 40% tax. If you just got rid of the 40% tax, I could work with you. Yeah, the tax you get from the dude down the street is his dog hair being stuck and like wrapped around <laughs> one of your nugs, right? Sometimes it's worse. He's trying to get that <laughs> off my sweatshirt. <clears throat> yeah. It's just, uh, you know, the weed, the weed scene now is so funny. And uh, I'm enjoying it only because, um, you know, I love to just smoke various weeds. Like, whenever I go into the weed shop, still now, after all these years, I'm just, this weird, like, sensation takes over me. I'm like, wowee, I can't wait. (laughs) What do we got here? Oh, my God. Can I smell it? Yeah. You know, like, it's such such a fucking experience, man. I wish it for everyone, honestly. Here we can, we're not allowed to smell it. Yeah, I know that's mind blowing to me. I would <laughs> like I, I cannot fathom walk not smelling it. I gotta smell it, dude. You gotta smell it. The, the smell you can't is, even open it in the store. You gotta. No, dude, the smell is essential. It, it's like, in fact, I think the look is the last thing you need when it comes to weed. I could be in a dark room, and if I could smell the weed, I'd know what to buy for myself. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. That's probably the best call I've ever made. Uh, I don't know, because some of them are sleepers. Where you're, they don't really smell, but you see you see all the crystals and the fucking... Well, I think every... Dude, it's been me. summer. Like, oh, they'll stink, man. but not like... You know, like the lemon hazes don't have like the... No, that's what I'm saying. Skunky. Well, no, there's different, there's different stanks for every dank. So, like, you get, yeah. uh, you know, you get the earthy stank, and then you get the sweet stank. I think stank. if you were in a dark room, you would natu- you would just end up always picking, like, a skunk or a diesel, just because they would be the most powerful. Yeah, that's a good call. I think people would uh, definitely gravitate towards the skunk. Whereas, like, you know, if you're looking at them, you know. Yeah, well, I think for me, one of my favorite strains, Afghani, and if I... I do believe my nose would know an Afghani, and I'd be like, ooh, give me some of that Afghani. <laughs> the nose, my, nose. My favorite strain of all time, and I'm, I, I haven't found it in a while, and it, it's absolutely the best. Bubba Kush, the absolute best marijuana strain mm. out there, I, uh, it, in my opinion. Everyone has their own unique strain to their own uh, you yeah. know, unique taste, yeah. but I, that is one that if I smelled a man, oh my God, I would, I would have to buy everything that they have. Give it to me. Give it to yeah. me. Give me all of it. How many ounces can I buy? You should grow it. Fuck it. I, I'm gearing up. We're uh we're gonna go shopping, I think, either the next weekend or so. Uh you know, first we're gearing up for Florida, which is an exciting trip. And Can't then wait. we uh also have a trip to Aspen coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we've had unprecedented. Well, has this podcast been making money? You didn't tell me. We have a secret fund. Thank you, dude, Sean. We appreciate it. Uh... <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, you guys need to start sending that money to Chicago. No, no. We are a free show, folks. You're welcome. Uh... No, no, no. I get to stay for free myself. Uh, Emma's dad has a buddy out there who owns a home up in the like uh, kind of snowmass Aspen region. And... 
We get to stay uh, one weekend out of the entire season. Usually we get a couple more, but this year we had unprecedented snow. I have gone over on the show. Uh, they actively seeded snowstorms here in Colorado. We had just unbelievable amounts. Not a conspiracy. Not a conspiracy. In it was the paper. It was literally reported in the news. Um, they were seeding clouds. We got record-breaking snow, and uh, just like California, got record-breaking snow packed. And, you know, the ski season, uh, like I said, today it snowed. In- incredible amounts. And they just extended, you know, the season for another month or so. And this year we were unable to go because it was one of the best ski seasons. There was so much snow. The house was booked all season long. So we get to go now. What is the official end of the season? I think next weekend or two weekends from now. It's it's the actual day they close down a lot of these parks. Uh, except this year, they're not, right? Because there's so much snow. But we got to book the date, right? Nice. Ahead of time. So <laughs> it's, it's classically the day, the weekends that nobody wants to be out there. Dude, so, there's always a guy at the bottom. Like, you got to find the guy who's in charge of, like, just turning on and off the cloud seeding machine. Tip him a 50. Get that season to go a little longer. You know what I'm saying? Well, I was talking about it with Emma when we were driving through the snow today. And I said, isn't this fascinating that they, you know, bragged about their snow seeding activities, cloud seeding activities, and the snow that they created? They, they were able to measure the, you know, 30 inches extra they created for Steamboat. Uh, so, I mean, you know, they're, they're rocking this out. This is clearly financial, man. And why wouldn't the government be behind it? Why would Jared Polis not promote cloud seeding and, you know, creating snowstorms to create longer ski seasons to bring in more revenue and more tourism to the state of Colorado? Yeah, you're right. I mean, they admitted they're doing it. They got to be, if somebody's paying for it. But I feel like I have found now the the financial reason. You've always bugged me with this question. A a very good question and a valid one to ask, which is it's only worth doing if there's money being made. So who's making the money? Well, I think the entire state, the ski resorts, the wealthy people who own those resorts, uh, Jared Polis and his cronies and all those people that are involved in all these places, sure. they all make a ton of money the longer the ski season goes. So here we go. Here That's we all are. you got to do. That's all you have to do is prove that his donors are making money off of it. And I believe it's happening. So, hey, folks, you need some proof for your friends out there. You tell them the Dude Man podcast proved <laughs> chemtrailing and cloud seeding is happening in real time. And it's. And here's the financial reason for it. Well, the the chemtrailing, they didn't admit to the chemtrailing. They admitted their cloud seeding. Yes, but the technology is available via planes and in several news uh, clips that I've reviewed. But the ones these resorts are doing are like that machine that blows. They have their own machines, but also there is a program that I looked into, and it is happening. Uh, They have planes that are, I'm not kidding, you could go Google this. There are private companies that you could hire to cloud seed with their planes. They even have, I went to the website, they have multiple different types of planes, prop planes, jet planes, and you can rent the planes to cloud seed. Hmm. This exists. I didn't get that far down the road. Uh, I think they asked for more personal information when you look for price. Well, that's when you had a knock at the door. Well, you know, then we're crossing the line of journalism here, and we're just a bunch of dudes doing a stupid podcast oh, here. Yeah, so I, I got to keep. I got to, you know, Mike. I got to stay in my lane here, 
right? For sure. And, uh, yeah. you know, conspiracy you theorists. You should have emailed, uh, emailed it to Don Lemon. That's right. He needs a, he needs a helping hand. I'm a true believer in being an you know organic tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist, and so with that, I have to avoid as many facts as possible when I'm looking up uh, my conspiracy <laughs> theories. Okay, yeah. uh, facts can only steer you yeah. wrong. So you know, look, going down that road is just too dangerous for a conspiracy theorist such as myself. <laughs> I I can only risk. Number- per- <laughs> Did you say numbers? No. Yeah, we don't do numbers. I can't risk proving myself wrong. Uh, I gotta, keep, <laughs> I gotta keep dancing down this path. <laughs> uh, the burden of truth is on you. <laughs> That's right. Prove that you're not doing it. However, it did kind of get me for a while. Your push that it's hard to buy if no one's making money or you haven't proved who's making money. And then I, you know, as I kind of put the pieces together it does seem like there is some definite money being made with the process at least here i can only imagine you could say the same thing with the three other states that signed the cloud seeding pact with colorado to improve the water levels in the colorado river but also you're talking about utah and uh, wyoming places that have ski resorts themselves that you know there's a lot of business behind uh manipulating the weather yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah, for sure. It is crazy. Uh, and then it got me thinking, you know who I think was the first weather manipulator? Moses. Uh, he uh, oh, parted the call. Red Sea, dude. Come on. Good and then he call. made all these events happen. Yeah, and the only reason it's on my mind is because this weekend uh, I watched the Ten Commandments on ABC, which I do every year. Oh, you'll never get those four hours back. Oh, it was glorious. <laughs> I really no. I recommend it actually. I think more than and I've watched this movie. Uh, this was a tradition in our household, by the way. Uh, our entire youth, every Saturday, right on ABC, was it the right before Palm Sunday? We would watch the Ten Commandments, and uh, we got the usual alarm text that we got to watch it this year, and so I put it on, and dude. <laughs> Charlton Heston is like the manliest man I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There are scenes where he's like placing his hand on like uh, Cleopatra or whoever is the woman and he looks like a monster compared to her. And like <laughs> then like I kept watching it and like all the men were like these like masculine, thick, tanned, bearded men. It was crazy. And then I started thinking about that uh, Ezra fellow who plays the Flash in the new Flash movie. And like, <laughs> and like, or uh, you know, Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney. No, Jesus but I was thinking Christ. about like actors now, like even like Robert Downey Jr. He looks like, um, you know, he aged 20 years when he started eating bugs. You know what I mean? Like I was thinking about these, <laughs> these, the actors now and then these like freaking men, dude, in this movie. I was, I was shocked, dude. I felt so like, effeminate you know what i mean i was like oh look at myself i started doing push-ups right then and there it was crazy i'm like i gotta get shape give me some eggs <laughs> i've said it before we're pretty much women to the older generations a hundred percent dude all i could think yeah. about is the leading men like have you seen dune with timothy chalamet oh, he's dude, a fucking right, yeah. chick dude but he's considered yeah. like the sex symbol of the modern era and here Shut i am up. dude fuck charlton heston and ten commandments what the 
how did we go from him as the symbol of manliness to Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> what the fuck happened? Yeah. Oh, man, we went down a, the wrong road. I'm telling you, dude. Like, it, it, was, uh... it was pretty shocking. You don't have to tune in for the entire four-hour bonanza, but you could at least just check out a few scenes of Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments or when he's, like, with the other you know, apostles or whoever he's with in this movie. I don't know my religion. I'm an idiot. But, uh, you know, it's entertaining flick. <laughs> Manliest men I've ever seen in a film since, you know, maybe 30, 40 years ago. Uh, I, I was even thinking, like, he looked bigger and manlier and stronger than, like, uh, you know, Harrison Ford. You know what I'm saying? Who's, mm-hmm. like, the kind of, like, the man of, like, the 80s, you know? Yeah. Well, back then. Yeah. No, More steroids back <laughs> Dude, Charlton Heston, like, who's the other? I was no, thinking of, was uh, who was the Western guy? I, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know. John I, Wayne. John Wayne, dude. Fucking yeah. men, man. They were, like, huge men. And now, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'm very confused with our time. It was, I, I kept thinking of that Timothy Chalamet guy. It was a tougher country away. back, like, it was just a tougher country to survive back then. You know? And now we have it so good and so easy, and it's like, man. I, mean, I don't know. I enjoyed my time watching I told it. you, we got to bring back bullies. You need bullies in school. <laughs> Something changed, man. <laughs> we need to get rid of the safe spaces and bring back bullies. <laughs> I just was comparing epics. I'm like, Timothy Chalamet, Charlton Heston, even the names. Like, Timothy Chalamet. Charlton Heston. You know what I'm saying? Like this. What the fuck, man? All right. That's all I got on Ten Commandments. Uh, Ten Commandments. I didn't watch it. I haven't seen it in years. I hate that movie. <laughs> Most people do. I don't know why I put it on. Mostly because I usually <laughs> fall asleep, uh, and it kind of annoys Emma. I think so. I kind of like that a little bit. Oh, but... of manly men and manly missions uh we got a new one folks we're going to the moon finally tonight here america's new mission to the moon the first in more than 50 years and nasa revealing the four astronauts who will make history themselves gio benitez met them today tonight for the first time in more than half a century nasa is sending astronauts on a mission to the moon your Artemis II crew. <laughs> Don't go through it. The team of They're gonna fly right Commander through it. Reed Weissman, pilot Victor Glover, and mission specialists Christina <laughs> Cook and Canadian astronaut Jeremy Hansen. <laughs> I love to see a picture of the lander on the, the moon Artemis with just mission. the two feet sticking out the other side, the three feet on the other side. <laughs> no, that's the that's the whole theory. You can't see the other side. It's the dark side, man. Uh, good call. Moon doesn't move, right? You only see the one side. That's why we no, still it moves, get the. It doesn't turn. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry. It, <laughs> it orbits. It orbits. It doesn't turn. Right? So it's flat moon. It's just a disc. What kind of asshole doesn't turn? I, I'm not buying this moon. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm highly suspect of this moon situation. It's never gotta... wants to turn. That's flat. That's... 
<laughs> you ever lay on your side for too long? Tell me this thing never wants to turn. <laughs> Flat moon theory, people. Uh, and I'm going to prove it here because they're not even landing on the moon. Traveling around the moon and back <laughs> in 10 days. If all goes well, the next mission will put astronauts on the moon as soon as 2025. Didn't we already do this? And we are with the crew right after that big announcement. We saw those children who were out there. <laughs> yes, we did already do this. And what happened to Mars? Or like, are we exploring space or what's going on here? I don't <laughs> We're going around the moon? <laughs> Wasn't this the failure mission of Apollo 13? They just went around <laughs> it? They didn't get to land on it? We're, we're planning a failure mission to just go around? <laughs> they had a mission. They failed. They went around. And now that is your mission. <laughs> You're doing the Apollo 13? Really? That's what's going on. <clears throat> and no Tom Hanks? <laughs> He's going to narrate the whole thing, actually. It's impressive. You think you can do this without Tom Hanks, huh? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, remember, Mike, uh, the camel, she's running all the NASA stuff, so. No, no, I and I can't believe that, uh, yeah. The best part <laughs> is they're talking about how historic this is. Oh, well, do you know why? Yeah, there's a black guy <laughs> and a chick. You ruined the clip. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Let's hear it. No, 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 we don't have to. We already know what's going to It's not a spoiler. Everybody knew it was coming. Everybody knew why. They, they build it up. They interview all these kids. And then uh, they're like, and this is a you know, specifically historic mission because uh, oh, we got a woman and a black guy and a yeah. Canadian, which I'm a little embarrassed about. Well, you, know, you know, I'm starting to think this is why there's three pyramids in uh, Egypt. Because <laughs> they had the Great Pyramid, right? And then they were like, well, we built a pyramid. It's not as great. It's not as big. But it was built by the first blacks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's historic. You know what I mean? Uh, like we already went around the we already went around the moon. I think it's cool that we brought in a Canadian, make it multicultural, uh, if you will, national, multinational, whatever that is. Uh, right? I don't know. Uh, well, you had so to have a member of the LGBT. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Everybody knows Canadians check two boxes. So you, we got Canadian listeners out there. We love you. Don't worry, <laughs> you're not one of those box checkers. Uh, yeah. So you, we um, know you're you're, the, you're one of the good ones. <laughs> I was shocked, appalled. No black lesbian. If Disney has taught me anything, we are to have a black lesbian on mm. on this flight. Are you kidding? You better, me? You better double check that man. That black man might have been <laughs> born a woman. <laughs> I need to see the penis. Okay, I don't need to see the penis. Let me see what he's peeing into. That will give it away. <laughs> they don't all use a tube. I feel like for a tube, you could either stick it in or stick it in. If you know what I'm saying. No, no, I think the women get like a, it looks like a, like, like a, a cup, you know, like the cup, the yeah. cup, yeah, yeah like a jack, yeah. yeah, that's what I imagine yeah. they would have, yeah. yeah, no, I realize you can't do that, uh, ladies out dudes, there, dudes get like the form-fitted tube, that's how you could like tell how big, who's got the bigger, you know, oh, each guy's got his own size, oh, that's oh, so embarrassing, yeah. oh, man, so if you're sitting there, yours looks like a big pen, and the next guy is wide as a Coke can, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I, I feel, is that your beer koozie? <laughs> <laughs> 
are they all hanging like on a little rack next to each other on the wall? You know, oh, like they got they got to dry. Each dick sack is just <laughs> hanging there. <laughs> it's like your stockings on Christmas. They got their names on them. <laughs> just the initials. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> initials in the flag. <laughs> the dick sacks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Form fitted dick sacks. So you can't even like be like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, it's it stretches. You know, <laughs> I I, did, I like a snugger fit. <laughs> you have to stretch it out. You know, it almost doesn't work. <laughs> Believe it or not, oh, the doctor bet me I couldn't fit in it. I'm just trying to prove him wrong. <laughs> you know, it was between a medium and a large. Uh, they thought uh, extra large would do, and so. <laughs> I like the idea of going in there and, add, you know, you request the larger one, right? No, no, no. Trust like, me, Doc. Oh, you know they all request the large. Trust me on this one. Give me the triple XL. Oh, yeah. Doc, I swear it gets bigger in zero G. <laughs> <laughs> this, the cock sack, this is so funny, man. <laughs> I had no idea. How have I, like, known about space travel all these years and never really thought about the form-fitting cock sock that they all um, right. must... It's funny, too, because it's the opposite for the women. If you've got the giant cup... That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just going to park the lander in Francine's cup over there? Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Well, we're not going to the moon. We're just flying by it. I don't even think we're going because I am a <laughs> Lots firm, of pee breaks. firm believer in the fact that you can't pass that uh, Van Allen belt or whatever it is, uh, the radioactive zone where it is theorized that we are just incapable of going past without you know dying. Uh, that's why I, I never believed that we really actually went there the way we went there. You know, you look at the the spacecraft that they were using in the 60s it just doesn't seem like it would have stood a chance against the radiation that they were supposedly encountering yeah i've heard both sides and i I don't know i think that right there is the most definitive uh answer we can get on that subject (laughs) (laughs) i'm 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 on the radiation thing i'm i'm in the middle (laughs) In well, I like that you're on the middle, in the middle, and I'm on the extreme uh, nut job side. Where again, I think they uh, they faked it. Uh, so I know because everybody they always talk about how much lead and everything you need. You're talking about like when you're. Ta- no, it's just here we are, fifty years well, later, and we're not even landing on it. We're flying by it, really. Yeah, it, it, it's 50 years later, and it seems like it's pretty difficult for you to accomplish. Well, you guys also struggled immensely with the first go, like, with nobody in it. It never yeah. took off, and then eventually, when it finally did, uh, there, I thought there was a lot of trouble with it, right? Maneuvering it and doing whatever, and then it brought it back. I don't know. I know nothing about it. We just made fun of the camel for it, pretty much, for uh, three and a half weeks. <laughs> it's good times. <laughs> like, think about, think about, like, the first time I drove to Florida, no way I could do it without a map. That's right. Second time, third time, probably the fourth time probably could have done it. But I haven't done it in 20 years. Or no, in like probably about 15 years. I could probably do it without a map. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I'm sure you can give it a go and find your general way. Uh, so the I, condo? I bet you I could get And condo. you know what? That's a good call. I bet you if you kind of set yourself on a certain path, you could find your general way to the moon, right? From That's Earth. what I'm trying to say, yeah. <laughs> like, if I had done it before, like, no, like everybody's forgetting the fact that, like, uh, the whole space shuttle, like, it, just like we look at Elon Musk with his re- returning rockets and everything, the boosters. That's right. The space, the space shuttle was this like, it was the greatest thing at all time that ever was created. It was going to be the thing. It was even, it even kind of looked like a plane. It was going to be the shuttle that shuttled us. It that made like space travel. Yeah, because it was a reusable shuttle. You know, that's right, man. I don't know. No, it seems like we took a <clears throat> many steps back, no leaps forward. Uh, and here we are in 2023, and we're doing a little, you know, lap around the moon to see if we can do it. <laughs> Seems like yeah. we've done it, like, a few times, actually. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, according to history, we went to the moon a lot for, like, two yeah. decades. We golfed on it. We golfed on it, man. But now, all of a sudden, we can barely get there, so we're just going to check it out, come back, and then wait a year or so, and then... Maybe go check it out again. Doesn't seem right. Did you see see, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's joke about it? No, no, but I did send you the clip with Neil arguing against uh, Elon's take on AI. Uh, I know. Dude, Neil deGrasse Tyson, stay in your fucking lane. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I don't know if AI is his territory, really. Uh, Can we die? I mean, can we go to, we need to go to a place in society where people have lanes. And I'm not just going to take on everything because he's smart at astrology. That's right. You know? Yeah, man. No, it's a good call. But uh, I did not see Neil DeGray, uh, DeGrasse Tyson's take on the moon mission. Because <laughs> everybody's been asking him. You know, it comes up now because of the moon thing. Oh, yeah. So, he, like, dude, he does this on every fucking show now. It's like he keeps repeating it. He's like, well, let me tell you what. Let me tell you about uh, the the moon landing. They went to Hollywood and they wanted to fake it, and so then they had to fake all the factories that built the parts. Then they had to fake all the warehouses that built the thing, and then they had to build the studio that could look like the moon. And while they were building the set, everybody in Hollywood said, "Fuck it, it's too hard. Let's go build it on. Let's go film it on site." <laughs> all so right. So they filmed it. They filmed it on the moon. Wow, I think and that's, that's his uh, that's his counter argument to the fact that like, uh, who was that Hollywood guy that was like Stanley Kubrick? Was it Stanley Kubrick? No, I thought it was the other guy. It's theorized they... that he's the one who filmed the moon landing. Uh, okay, uh, so yeah, that's his like counter to the whole thing. Kubrick, Kub- uh, Kubrick, Kubrick. He uh, did two thousand one Space Odyssey, and there's a lot of speculation in the uh, cons- conspiracy world that he was behind the uh, faking of the moon missions, at least maybe the first one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, he went out, you know, his last movie was Eyes, Eyes Wide Shut uh, with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, and it was about the, uh, you know, the underworld of society, the secret societies and all that stuff. And, you know... 
he was kind of a part of it, and it's kind of believed that he was killed off because he was trying to say a lot of stuff in this movie. And I do believe uh, this guy was involved with the government on some really dark levels. Especially for him to come out with the movies he did. 2001 Space Odyssey. I don't know when the last time it is that you saw it, but it's a trip, man. I've been on forever. I think you should check it out. Uh, as an older person in the world that we are in now, it, it hits a little different than it did uh, you know, a while back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I. It's so slow. That's a slow movie. But if you watch uh, the details, dude, all I can think it, of is like that spinning thing with the music and the sure, guys on the treadmill. Sure, but watch the movie now, and you can really uh, see it in the lens of. It doesn't seem like it was too hard for them to fake that shit, considering how poor the quality of the video was and what they were pulling off. It seems almost like they had the means and technology to fake what the oh, public saw. Absolutely. And in response to Neil deGrasse Tyson and his, you know, ridiculous nonsense, you know, I do believe we have moon missions going on and all sorts of shit going on in space. I think we have fleets up there. Like, I think <laughs> there is black money going into those projects. We don't know about it as the public, but we couldn't hide the fact that we were going to space. So we had to... We had to admit we were in space. How do we do it? Let's put on this big show. We're going to the moon. Oh, here's Neil. Mm. Now we're gonna film him doing it, and he's gonna say it's one big step for man, and all this stuff. And like, oh, we're all, and then we're gonna do the ticker tape parade when Neil comes back, and all this stuff. You know, like very easy to put on a show for a couple decades while behind the scenes. In the meantime, you're arming the fuck out of space. Yeah, good call. And you're becoming like a space force. And it's funny. I recall yeah, a guy who has no filter saying, hey, yeah, we got a space force. <laughs> and then they had to admit yeah, it. And then they made a fucking show in 90 seconds starring Steve Carell and every other famous person you ever heard of mocking the idea of space force. And now you get oh, space. They had like three seasons. Do you remember that shit? They had to yeah, cover it, it so insane. fast. That's how you know all these actors are in Billy the Bob pockets Thornton? of the politicians. Every no. actor you've ever heard of yeah. was on Space Force. They had to drown it in celebrity to make it totally real and to make a full-on mockery of the idea that we have a Space Force. That's hilarious. Look, we got Steve Carell from The Office, remember? John Malkovich. That's who was in it. <laughs> Dude, everybody was in it. It was ridiculous. And again, Trump, no filter, braggadocious, gonna talk about everything he sees. Slips up on the Space Force. Oh, we got to create the TV show about it now on Netflix. And uh, again, I think if you kind of scroll back through time, it seems like all the space NASA stuff that we see, that's a beautiful little cover for the real militaristic endeavors that you have going on up there, which, again, I always go back to the point, we don't get a lot of uh, action from China and Russia really on our homeland uh, Probably because we have an incredible armament in space. I think the space race was the greatest branding of all time, just that name. Because it was really an arms race. Yes, it was an arms race. Like, we gotta have nukes up there, man. Mm. Come on, dude. There... I don't think so. All right, well, I think... I'll, it give, le- you, I'll give you... I'll, give, I'll tell you why. It's, it's hard to maintain nuclear weapons. 
and we have intercontinental ballistic missiles that can get there just as fast from from ground. So why not keep them on the ground where we can work on them? All right. I'm not saying we don't have missiles in space. No, I maybe lasers, think... right? Space lasers? Oh, yeah. Well, they're controlled by the Jews. <laughs> and we're Kanye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, people. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's their weather. Isn't that their, isn't that their space laser? Or their yes, weather? I think it's space laser. Yeah. I don't remember. I can't keep track of all this. <laughs> oh, man. Well... I, again, this whole thing seems like another show. Uh, I almost get the feeling that every time we're bringing the public attention to these NASA events, it's just to distract from maybe some serious, you know, uh, you know, increase in whatever we're doing up there, right? Maybe we're about to send a lot of action up there, and uh, we need to, you know, make everyone look in this direction for a little bit. Maybe. Maybe, because, Mike, if you're keeping your eyes on the skies, you could one day be like one of those lucky folk in Montana who happened to see the Chinese weather balloon. We all remember (laughs) the Chinese weather balloon. This was the biggest news uh, topic of the century, right? This this is huge. Uh, Well, do you remember how they poo-pooed it, said, nah, it's not really doing anything. Uh, We're just going to let it float over the entire country. It's just floating. It's actually students, you know, a bunch of kids put it up there, uh, and then we're going to shoot it down in the Atlantic. (laughs) No, no, no. The the kids one was the one we shot with $800,000 worth of missiles. (laughs) That's right, dude. Yeah, you're right. That was in Canada. The the Chinese balloon is the one that we let float through our country, you know, notating the locations of uh, our bases. Yes. That's right, and apparently everyone out there who assumed that this balloon was sending real-time data back to the Chinese about our military uh, institutions, well, they were right, actually, it sounds <laughs> like. And uh, it kind of seems like our government was lying to us, as per usual. New insights about China's covert mission high above the U.S. in exclusive reporting from NBC News. The Chinese spy balloon that traveled across the country for several days was able to gather intelligence passing over sensitive American military sites before it was shot down in February on President Biden's order. That's according to two current and one former senior official. Among the new findings, China steered the balloon in a figure eight pattern at times and collected electronic signals (laughs) and weapon systems. The balloon had a remote self-destruct mechanism. Sources say it's unclear if that failed or China did not use it. The White House today. It had a propeller. It had a rudder. It had the ability to speed up and slow down, turn. Um, It had maneuverability. Sources also told NBC News the balloon was able to send back intelligence to Beijing in real time. As of right now, we're still doing an assessment of what exactly um, uh, the intel was that China was able to gather. China claims it was a commercial weather balloon. Part of it is a test Uh, to see whether they can penetrate our airspace. Part of it is, frankly, collecting uh, intelligence in real time. To be fair, it was just collecting TikTok. Today, national security officials (laughs) said the U.S. did take measures against the balloon that mitigated China's ability to collect sensitive U.S. data. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, that was good, Mike. You got me on that one. 
<laughs> yep, it was just uh, taking all the TikTok dance moves from everyone. China, if they were smart, they would have just painted it blue and put the, oh, what's, or black and just put the TikTok symbol. Oh, good call. Or painted it black and put a f- the face of Sam Smith on the top of it, right? <laughs> Sam Smith could... This is all a callback. Holy cow. Everyone forgot about <laughs> Sam Smith from a month ago. Remember he was wearing that balloon outfit? Uh, the, uh, this just said Sam Smith also had a rudder. Crazy. <laughs> it was just a dildo sticking out of his ass, actually. <laughs> 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 oh, I like that. I think this is the first time I said the word dildo on the show. Hell yeah. Ah, beautiful. I think, <laughs> I think we've said it about Ted Cruz a couple times. <laughs> and he's one of the ones we love. Not a lot of dildo mentioning out there anymore. Remember dildos were kind of a, a, a fad back in the 90s and early 2000s? It then went to the vibrator world, I believe. No, I, but... the, dildos, the thing is you can't sex shame anybody now. Yeah, it's true. Well, dildos are funny. There's a scene in Me, Myself, and Irene with Jim Carrey where uh, I think Renee Zellweger knocks out the the bad guy with a giant two-sided dildo. It's it's an absolutely hilarious scene. And uh, we come from a time when dildos were so, uh, you know, popular. They were part of, uh, you know, our movies. I think they're still popular. Still popular, the dildo uh, action? I don't know. I got to ask the ladies. I just, I just haven't heard the word dildo in a long time. And now I've said it about 15 times. So You haven't, uh, you haven't talked to anybody that works at like one of those Amazon fulfillment centers? No. Are those all dildos? Dude, they, they, all of them will tell you. You cannot believe how many dildos they like. <laughs> so, so, they say it's all like the, the way they say it. It's all sex toys. They're just constantly sending out sex toys. It's like it's like you look at an order, you think you're like, oh, finally a normal order. Okay, Listerine, toothpaste, you know, toilet paper, dildo. God damn it! I didn't know this. Yeah. I'm glad they're still called dildos. I felt like, you know, here we are, 2023. The dildo sounds like an archaic term from the past. We've moved on. I thought it was now vibrators or... Oh, well, there's vibrators. There's, you yeah, know, but I was thinking... I think there's always room for the old-fashioned. You can stop being the old dildo. <laughs> Babe, we got the vibrators, but I thought about bringing out the old dildo. What do you think? Well, I think I think a lot of people out there are just ready in case, you know... What if you run out of batteries? If the power goes out. <laughs> You know, better be ready. <laughs> ready for anything. <laughs> you know? Oh man, so yeah, you gotta be ready. Have you seen those things now? They got for guys. Is this uh, dildo related? It's like the it, like you put it on the wall and then you stick your dick in there and it like. It like goes back and forth and around. Dude, I would never a, ever um... stick my dick in a thing like that. And any, like, I'm not putting my dick in anything mechanical. If it has any kind of gears and motors, my dick is not going in it. This is a great rule to live by for all the kids out there. <laughs> I think this is fantastic advice. Is that good advice? I don't know Abs- if it is, but I'm living by that rule. Kids, gears and motors, not putting my dick in it. Kids, don't stick your dick in anything mechanical. I think this is a great. <laughs> Great piece of advice. Oh, and it's got electricity too. No, double whammy. I'm yeah. out. Yeah, so that sounds terrible, right? Like I'm sure maybe this, it's good um, once or twice, but what happens when that thing breaks? Well, actually, we're kind of uh, 
breaking some territory here. I mean, uh, look about 10 years down the road. I think people will probably be sticking their dicks in electronical, mechanical uh, beings. I, I believe we're pretty close. I, I've seen some stuff out there where they're, you know, you know, the sex doll industry uh, is almost there, I think, with the robots and stuff. Mm. So people... I don't know. I think I, there's good... Well, and yeah, here's what I... Guys. I think what you're describing is a next-generation version of what I recall from my youth days. Uh, not not that I owned one, but I remember seeing advertisements for them. The Fleshlight? The Fleshlight, yeah. Yes. So it, sounds oh, like a mechanical right. Fleshlight. What these are is these are just the prototypes for what will be the vagina of the robot. Yeah, they're testing them out, man. You know, that, is yeah. there like uh, there must be some moisturizing element involved as well? So again, kids, watch out the mm. the chance for electrocution on your junk is through the roof in this scenario. But I do think we're without a doubt headed down this road. I was listening to Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla yesterday, and Dr. Drew was discussing a lot of his patients have a theme recently uh, where uh, it's common with them and their friends, and these are men in their uh, mid-30s, where they've given up completely on dating. And they are totally satisfied with porn. And then when they really need sex, they just go and get a prostitute. Yeah. And so they've essentially... That's crazy. Because dating has become impossible for men uh, in general these days uh, with the feminist movement in the place that it is now, uh, the fact that you have the Me Too stuff and, you know, the destruction of manliness. You're not allowed... You know, you have toxic masculinity so the being a man and dating has reached impossible levels for many people out there and so they've resorted to just saying no thanks i'm not even gonna try why bother and i could just pay for sex when i want it and then you know it really is the problem and the 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 women fought like so hard and there was all this bullshit and it's like now the guys are too afraid to talk i I see it all the time i do too yeah too afraid guys are just too afraid Absolutely, and, and I'm not. I'm. I am too. I would be too. I am too afraid to just walk up to a random chick and start. To, you know what I mean? Well, with the accusations that can go flying nowadays, and it's not oh. even that though. What what is a big problem as well is you could end up being on a date nowadays and then try to make a move, and then that could be catastrophic in its own yeah, right sure. and cause this ripple effect or cascading events you know, yeah, socially yeah. for you where you, you can't even date anyone anymore. And there's no, no credence is given to like the, the fact that these guys, a guy coming up to you, like trying, just trying to talk to you, get your number or something, he is fucking terrified. He's nervous. Okay, he's going to fuck up and be a little weird and awkward. Yes. You know? Absolutely. That doesn't mean the guy's a creep. <laughs> Maybe he's just fucking really intimidated by you because he thinks you're beautiful. Yes. You know? Absolutely. It's like, dude, it's, in, it's, in, it, 
Well, you could get in trouble, lose your job, uh, whatever, for telling someone they're beautiful now, right? You can get in trouble for anything now. Oh, that's so you yeah. got to watch yourself on, on a social level. You know, men are kind of restricted these days, essentially. Whenever I hear a woman talking about men, I always ask them, well, what are you looking for in a man? And when the, I just let them say it. And then you just, oh, you're looking for a man that doesn't exist. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, that's right. Timothy Chalamet, I presume? <laughs> you're looking for a man that doesn't exist. <laughs> if you have a masculine, macho man, he's going to be aggressive. and he's, You know what I mean? He's, oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, it's an interesting world. And what fascinates me more is we are, you know, just a few minutes away from having the robots. You just said it yourself, the fleshlight that's mechanical now. Uh, Dr. Drew talking about the single men in their 30s. Uh, not bothering. And by the way, here's the problem for women, I think, too, uh, who are caught up in this. Uh, you know, the biological clock for women, much shorter than for men. You know, men can, I, you could father children up until what, your 80s, right? For some guys. Yeah, yeah forever. Like, so, like, men could just probably. Uh, so I think it's like you have like two hours or something after you're dead. You could still come. That's and... incredible. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> God, the human body. Wow. Oh, uh, the male penis. <laughs> so, uh, the point being, though, these guys in their thirties, they could just not be in a relationship, work, become professional, save their money, and then find a, a chick in their twenties when they're like forty-five, fifty. Yeah. But a, a, a woman can't do the same thing. So if you're following through in this feminist woman power movement and you're going to call out any guy for being a Me Too grabber or whatever, well, then, you know, you'll end up being probably more alone than the guy eventually. Yeah. So it's a pretty crazy uh, world that we're living in with, with the dudes and it's, I don't know what the, the answer would be, but you guys... Ru- you guys changed the dating game, and now you're mad that the dating game has changed. But then now, yeah. imagine an, an environment where the guy can just go, he's rich, and he can just buy his robot. Yeah. Well, the rich guys are the ones that are getting laid. Dude, I'm, I'm obsessed with that kid. What are you, he's <laughs> the like rich guys the Bill, aren't getting laid, you're right. He's called the Bill Clinton kid or whatever. He's like this kid who's like super smart, and he just destroys these OnlyFan models. De- uh, destroys them like uh oh dude like the one i just watched he was like well you are objectively taking money from men and the girl was like i am not and he goes do you know what objectively means <laughs> <laughs> and just fuck she you can tell she does it dude and he just starts tearing up and he goes okay so you're trying to make a point you don't even know what objectively means <laughs> and i was like dude it's so fucking funny but anyways one of the things his videos are is he always like he'll talk about guys and stuff and He'll he'll talk about a guy who's making forty fifty thousand dollars a year, and these girls like they, they can't believe how like little that is. Right? They they think that like a man should make six figures or more. Some of these girls they have like just insane. Oh, yeah. You know, and and that's why guys in their twenties are single. Man, no guy in their twenties is making six figures. They're still trying to figure out who they are. You know. 
I'm telling you, sex robot industry is going to be huge, especially if you could throw on the VR goggles and watch the OnlyFans model while you're uh, getting jiggy with it uh, with your sex doll. Getting jiggy with it. Well, if you're getting jiggy with it, it might slap you. Well, I, I assume you're a slapper yourself. That's why I used to get jiggy with it. Like, throw a little a few slaps. No, 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 no. Well, here's what's <laughs> You know what freaks me out about the sex doll stuff or even just the robots stuff, you know, and the VR even? Like, people could live out some sick, twisted fucking fantasies, man. You know, like, the, we're opening up the gates for uh, kind of a bizarre world with this technology. You got the AI, you got the VR headsets, you're mixing in the OnlyFans. How many of these OnlyFans are AI already? We don't even know. And, like, we could just, like, enslave people with their little headsets and their little apartments, and they are eating bugs, and they're watching OnlyFans, and they're fucking their robot doll, and they never need to leave the house. Wow. And Dr. Sounds Drew like- is, is, is has these patients, and they they like it. They're into it. That's an okay lifestyle, man. It's stress-free to them. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is. It's what they've been told they deserve with them. You know, like, we have a whole generation of people that have been raised to feel like they should never feel any discomfort. You know, social anxiety, dude. What the fuck, man? If I hear (laughs) one more person tell me that they got goddamn social anxiety. It's 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 really remarkable that ninety percent of the people I meet have social anxiety, considering we are a social animal. Wow, that's a great right? call, dude. Yeah, like it's literally like the fact that we socialize is what <laughs> kept our species alive. But you all have social anxiety. No, you have too much fucking time on your hands and too much money. That's why you have a psychiatrist <laughs> who tells you you got social anxiety. You know who doesn't have social anxiety? Poor people. Oh, good call. Yeah, because they can't afford a psychiatrist to tell them they got it. <laughs> That's right. You know? They can't, they don't have the time to think about it. That's actually <laughs> going on. They're so yeah. tired. They get home from work, they cook, they go to sleep, man. Yeah. They got like four <laughs> questions for their kids, and then they go to bed. Like that's Social anxiety is such a new phenomenon, right? Like it kind of just sprung up in the last Five, ten years, it's gotta it, be coinciding with the internet rise. It has no, to. I'm gonna put I'm gonna I'm gonna put it with celiac disease and all this other That's bullshit. Right, dude. Why is it super prevalent in Chicago, Illinois, and not the Congo? <laughs> they are still battling malaria. No malaria in Chicago, but we have celiac disease all over the place and social anxiety. <laughs> right? You think in the Congo they have at least a little anxiety about being eaten, you know? About the malaria. (laughs) (laughs) A mosquito bites you, you die. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) We were very affected by COVID, celiac disease, and social anxiety. (laughs) Not the Congo. (laughs)